Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. Synonyms of the word change. Alter. Make different. Become different. Adjust. And every day, we evolve. We adapt. We change. And this is where we talk about it. This is The Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. The Clay Young Show is back on your podcast device. A rough, rough week in South Louisiana so far. And the week's not over with yet as we record this episode of the show. If you're listening from another part of the country, got to tell you here, man, we caught it the last day or so with rain and flooding that was just really out of control and so it's it's not as wet right now, but as we kick off episode 273, a lot of people are trying to figure out what they're going to do. They're gutting their, their homes now because of the flooding. I mean, literally that is happening. On the morning after the rain, I was on my way to the gym and it was incredible to see the number of the number of cars abandoned along the road. And I actually saw rescue boats along one of the highways here trying to get people out of an apartment complex. Man. So I wanted to talk with Jay Grimes, who is a brilliant mind for weather. I mean, he's a chief meteorologist at WAFB, the CBS affiliate here in Baton Rouge. So just ask him, what's up? What's what's the deal with this weather? So he's going to talk with us about that. Is this an anomaly? Like, is it a one-off? Or should we be thinking about these kind of sucker punch weather shots coming at us out of the blue and be ready for it and have flood insurance. And I'll ask him also about, you know, these weather apps, how accurate they are and how should we properly use them? And we'll talk again about uh, his, his thoughts on what happened in the last couple of days. Hey, smoke him is this Sunday, four o'clock Ben 77 Bistro in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Here is some information about that. The 2021 Smoke 'em If You Got 'em fundraiser, presented by Mockler Beverage. Sunday, May 23rd at 4 p.m. at Ben 77 in Perkins Row. Benefiting the Baton Rouge Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice Foundation with live music, great food, and an amazing atmosphere. Raise money to support local law enforcement and first responders. Tickets are $100. Get yours at the door or smokeemvr.com. That's smokeembr.com. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. So, John, I walked outside a couple of days ago, and Buffalo Gnats wore me out. Yeah, and they ate you up, didn't they? They did eat me up, and then I went to some stuff I got from you, and I sent them all to the train station. (laughs) That's a one-way ticket, brother. That's right, brother. What do we do about Buffalo Gnats? Well, this is a pyrethroid application. You want to spray the entire yard, Mm -hmm. and the trick to it is not only are you spraying the shrubbery, but you're spraying underneath the shrubbery and the underneath portion of the leaves. That's absolutely critical to control these things long-term. We talked about this last year. You all got it. Pest Stop was your solution. So this year, how do we get rid of buffalo gnats? Well, our Baton Rouge store is located at 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a block south of Old Hammond Highway or a mile north of I-12. Or if you simply have questions, just give us a call at 273-4788. Because at Pest Stop, we can help you with that. This is Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. 
Back with Jay Grimes, the chief meteorologist for WAFB TV here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And right about now, Jay's probably standing up because he can't sit down because of the woodshed trips he's been going to with everybody calling him, asking him, what's going on, man? So uh, let me be another one on that bus by asking, what is going on, man? Well, you are absolutely right. I haven't sat down in two days. Uh, this has been, it's been a rough one. And this is one of those events where no matter what you forecast, it's going to be wrong, at least in some way. Uh, so here's what's happening. M- many people keep asking me, you know, there's no front out there. There's no boundary that we can say, here's what's causing the rain. And, and that's correct. What we're getting instead are these mid-upper-level storm systems uh, that are riding from west to east across our area. And, and one of the simplest ways to describe this is, Think of these disturbances, these little as pockets of of moisture in the mid levels of the atmosphere. Kind of like uh, you've just dropped a a sponge into a bucket. You pull the sponge up out of the bucket and you don't wring it out, but you walk across the kitchen floor. Well, you know there's going to be a trail of water there, right? But the question is, as you're walking with it, do you squeeze it and really? cut loose a big dose of water on that kitchen floor. So we know that the disturbances are out there. In fact, there have been three or four and probably going to be five passing the region by the time it's over. The question is trying to figure out exactly what path they're going to take and where is Mother Nature going to give a little squeeze to the sponge. And unfortunately, that becomes almost impossible to do. So not only is it difficult to figure out where the big rainfall bullseyes are going to be, but it's, it's, it's even hard to sort of time it out to figure out when they're going to arrive. And today is a perfect example. Yesterday, our guidance was saying that the rains would be from the morning into the midday. Here we are into the midday on Wednesday, and it really hasn't rained much around the area. And right. Now, what, what's going to happen is that the rains, instead of being the morning, the midday today, are going to be the afternoon into the evening. Crap. So this really is a, it's a weather forecaster's nightmare because people want black and white answers, and this is about as gray a situation as you could possibly get. So first, how much rain did we actually get yesterday or night before last as we record this because i've heard i've heard different numbers well they are different and it really depends on where you are if you were to talk about uh say across south central uh and southeastern louisiana the numbers range from some spots had less than three inches of rain to other places that had 12 and 14 inches of rain with a bullseye that kind of extends from uh, southern portions of East Baton Rouge Parish down into Ascension Parish. And now we've got some locations in that zone there that have uh, rainfall totals for the week at 12 to 15 inches. Man. Now, put, putting that in perspective, that's, that's two to three mer- months' worth of rain in two to three days. Just too much water. And the thing that's really been kind of odd and bizarre about this pattern this week is that across all of South Louisiana, it's been a drenching. But the bullseyes, for some reason or other, have all been over the urban centers. So near Lake Charles, 
just outside of Lafayette and yeah, here just outside of uh, Baton Rouge proper. That's where we've seen some rain totals that are in the double digits. In fact, over in the Lake Charles area, they got some spots that have topped 18 inches this week, and they're getting more today, and we in the Baton Rouge area are going to get more later today into tonight. You know, I remember a guy doing an interview with one of your reporters. His name is Scotty Hunter. And this guy did a report talking, was in a report that talked about flooding and everything that happened in 16 and the fear of it. And this guy said something like, we're one bad rainstorm away from having a repeat of some of this because of some of the drainage things that we have done. And some people had a problem with that guy saying it. Well, this that guy this morning is saying, hmm, how about that now? I don't know who this guy is. I hear he's dashingly handsome and wears nice suits. But uh, one way or the other, let's move around to the real subject in what I just said. The repetitive nature of the flooding we are seeing now versus, say, five years ago. Yeah, okay. So there's a couple things going on here. One is that... Uh, Clearly, we're in a wet pattern, and and we've known this for a while. And when the average overall pattern is wetter, the chance for big rain events goes up. And so that's part of the answer there. Number two, and it's not just the last five years, it's the last 15 to 20 years. If you look at, and let's focus on the Baton Rouge metro area, greater Baton Rouge. I mean, the growth here has just been... Uh, in some cases, exceptional, especially in some of the parishes surrounding EBR. Now, in one sense, you look at that, and that's a signal of at least some economic success. But it also means more driveways, more uh, neighborhoods, more hard surfaces, more Walmarts. And every time you build, you've got to be able to figure out what you're going to do with the water that would have sat in that pasture 10 years ago, and now goes to the curb in 10 or 15 minutes. And there is an issue here about how we're managing water, uh, the runoff. So we're getting not only a little wetter, some bigger storms, which, like it or not, climate change is not a hoax, and the fact that we also have more uh, impervious surfaces. You take all of those three things together and you add them up, and you're just going to have more flooding. Now, keep in mind, uh, uh, when we look back at 2016 and we look at where the heaviest rains fell, those were uh, north of the interstate corridor, basically along a band. The heaviest rains fell sort of from Zachary to Central and across the Amate River over into uh, western portions of Livingston Parish. So it was an east-west uh, orientation. This time, it's more north-south, and it's south of the interstate corridor, with the orientation being from EBR Parish down into Ascension Parish. And then the third thing is, if you think back about the 2016 event, which is still our benchmark event, no question about it, even though it didn't get a name, let's face it, it was essentially a tropical system. This system clearly is not tropical. So it reminds right. us that it's not just named storms we have to be worried about in terms of rain. It's that we can get this kind of flooding any time of year mm. be- simply because the way that we have an, a, a, an environment that is just uh, and an atmosphere that seems to be loaded with moisture and in the right setup, exactly like we're looking at here, 
we get these multiple passing sponges overhead that are just going to soak somebody and create some catastrophic damage in some locations. But here's the thing, and I saw this over and over again yesterday on social media. Not that social media is the source for competence or good sense all the time, but in this regard, I think it's fair. A lot of people were saying, I've lived here all my life and I've never seen flooding like we've had recently. And, and that includes Andrew and Gustav and Katrina and Rita and Wilman and, and, and the torrential rainstorms we've had in the past where we would get three, you know, four days of nothing but rain every evening and sometimes all day long and never having had this flooding. That's what people are having a problem with right now. It is the the unnatural or or really unpredictable nature of this right now and i maybe that's more of the construction and expansion and infrastructure than anything but you can't deny we're seeing different kinds of flooding here than we've seen in the past well yeah no doubt about it but i really do attribute a large portion of that to development and the fact that we simply don't have i mean just look at east baton rouge parish and more importantly, or more uh, notably, look at Livingston and Ascension as examples of the growth that has occurred in the last two decades. Places that just were wide open pastures, and in some cases, uh, forest zones, uh, forested tracks, are now neighborhoods. And every yeah. time you do that, you increase the amount of water that is going to run out of that space and head towards some other space. So... Yeah, a lot of folks are saying, I've never had flooding like this before. Now, if 10 inches of rain falls in your backyard, it, that's, that's just purely bad luck. But if water from a mile away is getting into your backyard now that never got there before, that's a function of the growth and development and the design of how we're managing water. And, and we're not doing a great job of that. There's no question about that. And, and recently there's been a lot of talk about, oh, well, the politicians are mismanaging funds. Well, no, it's not a question of mismanaging funds. It's a question, in my opinion, and this is an uneducated old guy talking here, but in my opinion, we need a comprehensive water management plan that is multi-parish, multi-jurisdiction designed so that we don't have these independent efforts of managing water locally, which effectively simply shifts the water from point A over to point B. Well, and I think that there is, and I'm not going to obviously pull you into that. I mean, and I'm not making a political statement here, but I will say that with some of the expansions that we have seen, people have wanted that in many cases. And some of the, the new subdivisions and new things that we enjoy now that have shifted the flow of water and the, and the, the way this landscape looks have mostly been things that we have lauded over the last 20 years as a positive sign for the for the city, you know. So, but but again, I won't I won't pull you into that. Let's talk about what you said earlier about these weather patterns. Okay, we are less than 2 weeks away from the beginning of the 2021 hurricane season. And and, and I'm going to wait on that one cuz you and I do a pre-hurricane season show every year. But I will ask just this little question on the on the front end of it. What are, are you alarmed about anything based upon what happened a couple of days ago? Uh, 
I'm no more alarmed than I was five years ago. Uh, uh, and uh, that guy you were talking about that did the interview with Scotty Hunter, <laughs> I think he was on to something there. We know that these events are going to happen. We don't know when. We can't really get a handle on how frequently they're going to occur. And again, keeping in mind that these bullseyes are going to move around. So we're always going to have some new place that says, I never saw water like this before, that's going to experience what uh, especially Prairieville and Gonzales and uh, southern portions of EBR Parish have uh, experienced this week. And keeping in mind that we've also got the same kind of experiences in the Lafayette area. And we've also seen the same. In fact, if you remember, the the alarm went off for Lake Charles first. It was a day later that the focus came over here. So these kind of events are going to continue to happen. And yeah, we have an indication that they may become a bit more frequent. For me, in terms of the upcoming tropical season, the only thing I can say is, uh, if you are fortunate enough to get through this event unscathed, use it as your benchmark for what you need to prepare for and hope doesn't happen over the next six months. You know, you're right about it. By the way, you took the long way to compliment that guy in the interview, but I won't dwell on that right there. It took you four minutes. Uh, but, but, but back to the weather patterns and everything that you're, that you're talking about, I think you would agree we are more sophisticated about our weather knowledge in terms of having access to it on our smartphones or computers or iPads. Wouldn't you say that's a, that's a fair statement? Oh, we're, we're, we're light years ahead of where we were just a decade ago. The problem is that our expectations are staying ahead of that curve, too. So then... So, 10 years ago, I would have told you, looks like a pretty good chance of rain tomorrow. Most of you are going to get wet. Today, you want me to tell you how much rain in your backyard and what hours will it fall. How would you recommend using these apps which is i know it's an odd question i'll tell you how i use them and then you can call me crazy and by the way we're good friends he often does so um (laughs) i basically i i trust what you guys say in terms of a forecast because it's your educated guest based upon guest based upon your your equipment and everything but i always look at the at the radar so i pull up and i'm looking at the radar because the radar is probably the most accurate thing in any app is that fair well, it, yeah, it is, and it's actually your best forecast tool for the next couple of hours. So, In okay. other words, you watch a radar trend and you say, well, if it's moving towards us at this speed, I can expect it's probably going to get here in how many hours or minutes. I, I see. I love that. So, so for me, when you give a forecast and it doesn't rain where I am, it doesn't mean that it didn't rain or the forecast was wrong. It just means the weather pattern as it was moving missed me because of how it shifted. And that's why I look at the radar because I could see a big blob moving in a direction, but it doesn't really come over where I am. And, and I say that to say, you know, accuracy as it relates to weather people isn't always about where we are. <laughs> it's about, you know, well, what, what's happening over the, an entire area. That's precisely uh, uh, right, uh, uh, Clay. And in fact, you know, when we say, you know, we'll we'll say, for example, there's an 80% chance of rain. Now, that means that technically that means that 20% of the people listening to us aren't going to get any rain at all. Mm -hmm. 
So you could be that 20% and you're angry with me because it didn't rain in your backyard. Uh, so when you listen to a weather forecast, you should key in on two factors. The percentage chance of rain, which gives you kind of a, chance, a sense of, okay, it might or might not rain in my backyard. And then look for that forecaster to at least throw out a number that gives you sort of a range of rainfall amounts that are possible. So, for example, today, we're talking about still another pretty decent uh, uh, amount of rain for much of um, your your listening area, anywhere from an inch to two inches of rain here on Wednesday afternoon into Wednesday evening with some isolated pockets that could get up to around three or four inches. So there's really two factors the audience needs to listen for. One is the chance that it's going to rain. Second is the uh, amount of rain that is expected to fall. And then beyond that, you can start to sort of talk about the timing of the rainfall. But I think in many cases, uh, uh, the audience's expectations really kind of exceed even the skill of the best forecasters. And keep it in mind that that radar might be useful for trying to figure out what's going to happen in the next couple of hours, but the radar is not giving you any sense of what's coming tomorrow. Right. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, and, and I won't get too much into that because some people may be listening to this a couple of days after we've had this conversation. Uh, I just, I'll just end with this. And again, Jay is going to come back probably next week, maybe the week after to talk about hurricane season. But what, what takeaway would you like people to have as a result of what took place a couple of days ago? You know what my number one takeaway is, and this is outside of my arena, my number one takeaway is time to sit back at the kitchen table with that cup of coffee and rethink, if you don't have flood insurance, mm. should you be getting it? That really is my number. The best preparation is to at least be financially ready to absorb the potential that 12 inches of rain could fall in your backyard tomorrow. And if that happens, you know, there's very little chance that you're not going to have some kind of damage, some kind of impact. And yes, flood insurance is certainly not free. And my suspicion is when it becomes privatized in the next few years, it may even get a little bit more expensive. But, you know, one of the things I often ask people is, you probably pay something like $1,000 a year to insure your $20,000 car, but you're not willing to pay five or $600 a year to insure your $200,000 home. Mm. That seems to me to be a little backward logic. And what's happening there? Car insurance is mandated by law. Yeah. Flood insurance isn't. Well, it might. It might I, I bet you today there are a lot of people buying it and and it's look you, you just kind of figure out how to work it into the budget it's a, yeah. for most of us it's a little more than a dollar a day yeah maybe a buck and a half a day it's it's not insignificant look i don't have 600 dollars 600 bucks in my back pocket right now but i've long since learned that's at least one less thing i got to be worried about in case my neighborhood goes under because guess what i've seen neighborhoods near where i live take water and it's just a matter of shifting that bullseye five or ten miles and then it could be my turn it's not fair it's not right it's mother nature 
Well, now that you've sufficiently scared the hell out of people, uh, tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find me on social media, <laughs> Jay Grimes, WAFB. I also run a Twitter line at uh, uh, J underscore WAFB. Of course, we've got uh, the WAFB website, uh, WAFB.com slash weather. And uh, we do a full service uh, of uh, updated forecasts on our WAFB weather app. So there's no question you can reach the WAFB storm team and you get to pick your platform to choose from. Well, you know, you know how I feel about the job that you do. I say it here all the time and and and. You know, it's it's a tough job, but and, and it's going to get tougher because in, in a few days we'll be talking about hurricane season as we do every year. I don't know how many years in a row we've done it, but it's been certainly more than five. And uh, and you're, you're you know almost always on point about it. And even the things you learn, like for me, not having hurricanes here doesn't mean that it wasn't a busy season. I guess I just never thought about it that way. But uh, that's coming up soon. And I'm, I'm excited to talk uh, to talk with you about that. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Clay, and maybe this year I'll get it right. <laughs> hey, I got that on tape. Y'all remember he said that, okay? <laughs> yeah, remember he said maybe. No, <laughs> no I'm going to edit that part out when I make it my ringtone. <laughs> so. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> the only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before. Real stories. It was my first love. Real crimes. Real people. Real justice. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Exclusively at podcast225.com. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. Walk with me. The most important issues facing our state and our region. The Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. The four tops. Wow. We're doing all the water songs today, right? When the levees break and then still water. (laughs) Well, Jay's going to be back in a week or so to talk about hurricane season. And I'm looking forward to that. Did you catch that that promo about Smoke'em? It's this weekend here in Bat Rouge at Ben 77 Bistro. Should be a nice one. After the week we've had, you could you, you could use the relief, right? So come on out and enjoy a good time. It's presented this year by Mockler Beverage and will benefit the Bat Rouge Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice Foundation. All proceeds raised go directly there. They are working with law enforcement agencies within East Baton Rouge Parish and across the community 
as well. So I sit on the board and, and, and wanted to make certain that the money stayed within the parish. And that's our way of doing it, supporting first responders and military veterans. This year, we're supporting first responders, many of whom are military veterans. So hopefully I'll see you there. Everything starts at four o'clock, as you heard. And we're going to have live music by Chris LeBlanc and Kirk Holder. There will be a beer station provided by Mockler Beverage. Geico Insurance is doing a dessert station. Ben 77 is providing food. And Don Juan Cigars will be providing the, guess what? Cheesecake. No, cigars. So tickets are $100. It should be a nice day. It is supposed to be a dry day. So says the weather. Uh, app that I use. Well, actually, I should say the weather apps I use. So uh, there it is. Hopefully I can catch you there on Sunday. Be able to uh, talk about the year that we've had. And last year we didn't do this. We're not having a live or silent auction this year. Everything that we normally do on that level will be back next year. This year we're just, we want to do it. We want to, we don't want to miss two years in a row. So hopefully you'll come out and support it. And I look forward to seeing you there. Until the next time, thanks again to Jay Grimes for making time to talk with us today. We'll catch you on the next episode of The Clay Young Show. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.